0: Let's go. What's good? What's good? What's cracking, people? It is your boy Steven CDP Watson, and welcome to the Brothers Podcast. Get around applause, you got themselves. So clap. Because in a world full of haters, if you ain't got enough of them by the summer, you are fucking up. I, once again, CDP in the building. To my left. Tell us about yourself, young sir They call me Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase
1: Bridges I never needed an a.k.a. because I am a special human being Intellectual, uh, spiritual, also a little uh, angry sometimes
0: But, I keep it real And as usual, we are calling ourselves The Brothers You are tuning in to our podcast This has got another spectacular episode here for you people It's been quite a week, has it? Yes, it it's been quite a week. Yes, Fourth of July came and gone. I hope everybody ate. You know, black people we don't damn about Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. We just here for the day, free paid day off. Let me holler about the barbecue, man. And the barbecue. Shout outs to
1: everybody that attended the barbecue, man. We appreciate the love, man. It was once again, it was spectacular, man. Yes. And uh, we just gonna keep on giving it to you like that. Had all the good food. Yeah. Y'all ate all the chicken. All of the chicken. Yes. I didn't get a plate once again. Listen, okay. If man. I'm going to cook the food, could y'all at least just put one plate up for a brother? Like, come on, man. Like, I, I like hot links, and nobody would just give a brother a hot link to the side. Like, I had to go and get two hot dogs. I don't even that's, like hot dogs. Two hot dogs. Masa choli Can I get some Masa chole, Man, masa chole got robbed. Man, that Masacholi got jacked by a Pakistani. Pakistani. That dude, you baby bands with him, too. That's, that's my dude.
0: That's a dude, man. He keeps on asking about plutonium, but other than that. Plutonium. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. So motherfucker is trying to b- create a bomb? Yeah. I don't, I don't I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. Okay. So <laughs> we got our usual town hall business that we gotta do before we get started on, on our topic today. Shot. alright, first off, like he said, thank you to everybody that showed up to the bonfire you. by the lake. We know it was really a barbecue, but it was a bonfire <laughs> by the lake.
1: It was a smothering fire by the lake.
0: We tried to get a fire going. We almost did. We, we did. It, it, we tried. It didn't work too well, but it was still a good attempt, though. A great attempt, and, you know. But to all the fellas out there, to our old friends, our old fam, our crew, don't forget, we've got another event coming up. The Afro-Caribbean Day Party Meetup it has been rescheduled now. It was supposed to be this Saturday. Apparently, there's been a change of plans now. Now, it's going to be... We do have a location now. It's now going to be at the Electric Hotel. The Electric Hotel. The Electric Hotel. The Electric Hotel. So, it's downtown. The address is posted on the link. Uh, that sounds kind of freaky. Okay.
1: The Electric Hotel. Seems like... I think Prince going to make a debut there. Me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Cause he's been
0: dead So if he comes back it's If it's good, purple as shit yet. I'm gonna be like, like If Prince is there Run my nigga This is not a Man thing. I'm like thinking This is a once in a lifetime Opportunity I'm gonna Co- get a picture Color don't mean shit That is and a if, ghost Nigga Nigga, I'll get a picture <laughs> I mean, If I might end up On the other side i end up on the other side I'm gonna get a picture though But yeah we got the Electric hotel Electric fly popping off Yeah so I said Half <laughs> Caribbean day party At the electric hotel My people Y'all have never been to one of these day parties, oh. especially one of these Afro-Caribbean day parties. Y'all don't understand.
1: hundred. Y'all
0: need to get down. Seven hundred. Should shit. bought a ticket shit. by last I am week. rocking this very shirt to this part to that party. This is a dope ass shirt.
1: I'm gonna show a butt naked with an African. He's uh, not gonna show a butt naked, but bathroom. still.
0: Show we need the entire team to come out in full support on this one The tickets are also available Hit me up for tickets As a matter of fact We now learned We have now recently learned That those tickets now Are for free entry Oh. Before 5 it. o'clock that's You ain't even gotta that. pay You
1: ain't gotta pay no more Just get a ticket
0: on, Just get a ticket know. Get there
1: before 5 o'clock Show them the ticket You win there Or you can go to the Brothers fan page And just inbox us And tell us that you want a ticket Exactly we gonna hit you back, give you, you give
0: us your information, give us your name and your email, and, and we're we gonna get it. back to you. Yes. And like I said, you all you can do it yourself, please, you can do it yourself. Links on the page. Links on the page. Shout-outs. Do you have any shout outs,
1: sir? Yeah, I got a couple of shout outs, What's man. shout outs. And this is one person that I've been meaning to shout out, but you know, we have such a big, busy, busy, busy schedule that I sometimes we don't get to it. Uh shout-out to Lola Reigns. Lola Reigns, she is an up-and-coming cosmetologist. And she is doing her things. You can catch her on Facebook. You can see all her designs. what they call lace fronts, uh box braids, everything. I was looking at it, and you know I don't care about hair, but I was impressed. I was impressed, and so I want y'all to really start supporting your black hairstylists. I want y'all to start actually paying. And one thing I keep saying on the internet: don't be making appointments and missing the appointments <laughs> because they don't like that. They need a deposit or something. Give them something, you know. Give them a twenty-five dollars deposit. You know they work hard, and when they schedule you, you know, and you don't show up. Now they lose out on money, so come on,
0: y'all be considerate. Especially if they are like Chinese, they cuss your ass out. Well, man. that's a whole nother. But they you cuss with, you out of Mandarin. That's it yeah. that gets real. If you're dealing with black people, come on, help your black I'm not, people. I'm not. You your eye
1: Got two more. Got two more. Real quick. Um, okay. shouts out to Angelina. Angelina, first of all, Angelina has a birthday. Shout out to her. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Angelina. Happy forty seventh birthday.
0: Oh, that was a dig.
1: Shout out to Troy too His birthday was Wednesday <laughs> Troy, Troy, my man Troy Shout out to the Weirdo League Podcast dude, Check dude, that dude, out man is. You can check that out on Anchor He's doing his thing Lots of good topics Lots of things dealing with hip hop Rap culture And black culture So please check that out Yes Shout out I got one more shout out We can move What's on up from this bro Shout out to Rasha The Holistic Nurse Rasha The Holistic Nurse She's been doing A hell of a good job First of all She's one of the only people that I know that can hit me to the game of of chakras and tantric and and cleaning out the womb and and the yoni ball. I I I knew about it, but I didn't really know about it like she knows about it. So shout out to her. You can catch her on Rasha, Mott, on Facebook and on Instagram. She's doing a lot of good things. So shout out to her. And
0: on that note, I'm done with the shout-outs, bro. One more shout out. And of course, I, you know, we have to do this because she does this for us every single week. Oh, shout shout out. out to Keisha Hudson, our number one fan of the show. Shout me. out to Keisha. She has been on our page religiously every week, watching the podcast. Shout out to you, baby girl. Shout out to you. Oh! And one more very special shout out. What's that? To our new friend Robert. Robert Acuna, our first hater
1: Oh, okay
0: We had our first (laughs) hater this past week Apparently He's not a fan of us (laughs) He
1: he told us to go get real jobs Yeah, he told us also That we weren't real We weren't real I don't know what that means I have no idea (laughs) But Robert,
0: shout out to you You are our very first hater Of the Brothers Podcast We hope that you're watching right now we hope that you see this video. Much love to you. We hope that you hear this podcast because it's letting us know that you're, that even though you hate us, you're still listening to us, and we ain't going nowhere because of that. So thank you, you I, man. Give some you. positive vibes in your life. Thank you, going on. So uh, let's get started on our today's episode. It's a very interesting episode. This is actually going to be a yeah. very worthwhile episode. You might actually get to learn something here. It is called black dollar. The black dollar. The black dollar. Black dollar. The black dollar. What do we mean by the black dollar? The black dollar basically is black people's spending in wealth. This is it real? Does it exist? Do we even have it? Do we even have it? Do we even have it?
1: But you got a job, so you got wealth, right? No! You got a job, so you have wealth, right? Hell no! But you telling me that thirty thousand hour? You saying you ain't got no wealth?
0: That's not wealth. I don't know what to do. With you that. know what a wise man once say? Told me that you can work a job. You can work a job, make it a hundred grand a year. Go to a fancy restaurant. They mm-hmm. only have like five thousand in pocket. Right. Meanwhile. There's another guy walking the restaurant, and he has a hundred grand in his bank account right now, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even have a job. He's not working for wealth. He's wealthy. He has wealth. Okay. Now that's wealth. That's the status where people should be at, especially black people, because you know, very intuitive. Mm-hmm. So, my intellectual brother right here, who's really hip to the game, a little bit, little bit little a little bit, a little bit, a little bit has, you know, I want to pick your brain on this because this is something I've heard you felt very passionate about this. Okay. So, I'm going to ask you, Mm. what do you think is the amount of black wealth owned in America? What
1: I think is the amount, okay. Well, first, before I say anything, Mm -hmm. I just want to put a disclaimer out here. Mm -hmm. If you know me, you know that I don't say anything without data, facts, And coming from a strictly intellectual standpoint, you know, that's the way I get down. So anything that I tell you tonight is going to be proven by looking up the census, looking up the BLS, Better Business Bureau. You can go to CNN website. You can go to any type of website to peer review what I'm trying to tell you. So uh, what was that question again, Ben?
0: So why do you feel like, what is the amount of black wealth that exists in America? What
1: is the amount of black wealth that exists in America? Well, first of all, it ain't that much. And the reason why I say that is because when you actually look at the fucking data and this is strictly going by data, you see the Caucasians in the United States owns 90% of the wealth. Okay. And so actual African-Americans only own 2.6% of the wealth in the United States and the rest is from other minorities. So what does that tell you right there in a nutshell? That tells you that you're dealing with a disadvantage. You're dealing with a lot of systemic issues and you're dealing with an overall misconception that black people actually got money to spend in the first place.
0: Because we're always investing our money in shit that don't come from us. And and people, you gotta realize if you only got 2% of the wealth and
1: you're dealing with people that got 90% of the wealth a lot of the standards that they have for their life that black people sometimes mimic and often imitate, like going to buy an iPhone, iPhone 10. That was actually worth. You know, the iPhone 10 was worth ten. Uh, what was it? One thousand
0: dollars. Yeah, it was a thousand. It, here's how it worked. The iPhone 10 was worth about a thousand dollars, and that's mm-hmm. not including tax. So it came around about I'm sure about twelve hundred. Yeah. So you bought an iPhone 10 on the iPhone X. You spent about twelve hundred total on it, and of course. And at that point, when it first came out, there was no payment plan for it. Nah. So if you wanted to buy it, you had to buy it outright. Straight cash, baby. Straight cash, credit, whatever the hell you had to do. So there was no plan. So then, a couple months later, they released a payment plan. And I can do it with every Apple phone, like when you get to a, phone, to a phone plan. They break it down into your monthly payments on your phone bill. Right. So... Instead of you paying about maybe $60-something, dollars on a phone bill, you're looking at paying damn near $150, $200 on a phone bill because you want to get that fancy-ass phone.
1: But you understand the reason why they actually made that phone $1,000? Why they make that phone? Because when you have 90% of the wealth in the United States of America, you're dealing with a people that have a certain standards that they can now afford it. Mm-hmm. The key word is afford it because when you're dealing with wealth we're not talking about what you make in your paycheck because actually what you make making your paycheck has nothing to do with the word wealth wealth is only talking about what inheritance that you have what is passive streams of income what do you have in your bank account and subtract every liability that you have in your bank account every liability that you have in your house and outside which would mean your home a lot of the depreciating assets, like that big screen TV you bought for 1500 thought you was balling, now you, now you ain't got nothing, you know, all that. Those things inside of your house are called depreciating assets. So if you subtract all that stuff and you realize that your net worth is less than zero, Mm-mm. how the hell can you have less than zero?
0: So that also leads me to the next question, is that why is there no wealth in the black community? I feel like you already kind of explained this, but can you further elaborate on that?
1: Because... One thing that black people don't understand is that this is not an individual thing. Mm-hmm. This is not something that, let's take Ray Ray for instance. Ray Ray for some reason can't get his shit together. That's something, that's a common, common term that you always hear. Someone can't get their shit together. We take it on an individual standpoint that somebody is messed up in the game instead of realizing that this is a systemic problem. And it's a systemic problem, meaning that the system caused it. The reason why it's a systemic problem is because for the past 150 years, the actual government has been putting together programs that actually stops the black dollar from circulating inside of the black community. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a prime example. Everybody knows and everybody at some point, whether directly or indirectly, has benefited from welfare. Right. Right. Whether it be food stamps, link card, or some type of public assistance. Well, everybody understands when you get on public assistance, it takes the money in outside of the home by giving it to the woman, but giving stipulations to have the man outside the home. So one of the biggest reasons that you're dealing with no wealth is because the government on a system issue has caused you to take the money, that black woman, only if you kick the black man out. And those two people can't even come together to build wealth because they are being separated by the very system that said they're helping them. So wealth is family. And one thing that the system has done is separate the family. And a lot of people don't really understand it. It's a thing about understanding, but if you can't internalize it and overstand it, you're going to just do what we always talk about, cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. Because you understand it's a problem with this black wealth, but you don't understand that this affects everything. What does it affect? Baby, I can't go to Red Lobster. I didn't get an inheritance from my grandmother. I didn't get an inheritance from my father. Baby, we can't go to uh, Tahiti because the job that I make that's $13 an hour, even though I got a bachelor's degree, is not going to allow it. Now, I can pretend, but it's only going to cause me to become this one thing that we always say. Mm Ain't shit, nigga. Because now I'm pretending to be something that I'm not
0: Ain't that a popular phrase? Ain't shit,
1: nigga And a lot of times All these issues that we deal with Most of them stem from money Mm -hmm. Most of them stem from money Whether it be a baby mother That can't get along with a baby father And now they're having emotional issues Or it just be Baby we can't afford to live And now we're stressed out It all stems from money So The bigger reason why there's no black wolf inside of the community it's because there's so many programs that wouldn't allow it first of all redlining is something that the government created in order to keep all of the real estate in the good real estate outside of the black community you can go to somewhere like mount greenwood <laughs> and that's where i went to school i went to uh chicago high school of Agricultural science now that,
0: you from chicago and you, you know, know what the fuck mount greenwood is you know we couldn't even get on the bus
1: Mm. They tell us look okay when you get out of school You got 15 minutes to get on the bus And get your ass about our neighborhood Basically, But you look at somewhere like Mount Greenwood and that's a Concentrated amount of Irish Catholic Caucasian people And you know how they feel about black people And you know the reason why there's no black people And hasn't been any black people for the past 80 years Inside of there Because redlining inside of real estate Means that if I see somebody Of the opposite hue Aka, if I see a black person or a minority, we'll write it in contracts that this person cannot qualify in order to live in this community, Mm -hmm. and that's what we call redlining. And you dealing with just Chicago, they have redlined throughout this whole entire city and put us in one specific location, Mm -hmm. which is parts of the South Side, parts of the West Side, Argyle Gardens, Henry Horner Homes. That's what you call redlining. And so once you redline these people, put them in those communities. You strip all the funding from the community. You take away all the assistance from the community. And I'm not talking about welfare. I'm talking about community centers, things that allows people to harness the intellectual side and maybe make it to college. But if you strip all that away, now you're causing the people that can't even go to school in order to
0: achieve having wealth. You think it's real? Check out Dalton. Check out Harvey. Check out what's... Check out Phoenix. Check out Phoenix. Check out what used to be Englewood. Robbins, Illinois. Check out the West Side. And I grew up and I was born and raised on the west side. So I know. Robbins, Illinois. But you also notice how slowly but surely they're starting to implement money back into it because they want to take that property back. They want to boost the value of that property back.
1: And ain't that something that people should understand? Like the only time that you see money being poured into a black community when it's time for gentrification. So that should basically tell you right there. Like we have taken the funds out of the black community. And that was one of the main reasons why I said, people, please don't call me black. Because one of the key words that they know that they can go inside of a community and take those funds away by the U.S. Census Bureau is when they see a cluster of people calling themselves black. And they literally, according to the U.S. Census, go inside of that community and say, okay, we can take these funds away. Because notice when you see a black community, you also see black abandoned homes. You also see potholes. That's because those taxes are not being used for that community. Because it's
0: clarified as black and going where the funds really won't go So to the white community. Think about what he just said, though. So that kind of makes me want to think about something. Being black isn't really a race thing. It's more of a real estate thing. Real it has nothing to do thing. with skin color. Being in, being in a white neighborhood had nothing
1: to do with skin color. Well, you know, I said that all along. Being a black person does not mean anything about the color of your skin. Nope. Being black is a class system. Yes. It is When it was constructed, it came from the Bacon's Rebellion. Because they had to get order from the black and the white people from rebelling against the other. Mm-hmm. So they said that these dark-skinned people, we're going to call them black and we're going to put them down. And these... Uh, fair pale skinned people We're going to call them white And we're going to give them just enough power So they can reign over the black people Just so they feel that they're in power But we're actually in power The aristocratic society So that's when you get these terms How it helps How it doesn't help today How it works today is They're still doing the same thing Because you have quote unquote Middle class white people That are basically keeping The lower class black people at bay And what do I mean by that? The police officers We talk about all this police brutality Mm -hmm. It's the same premise of what started slavery That when you have a white cop Shoot a black child in the middle of the street And you might think that How does that deal with wealth? Well It deals with wealth Because you don't have any funding In order to start an organization That can police itself Inside of your community. If you had that, then this police presence inside of your community, your black community, wouldn't be the way it is. Because I dare anybody to go to somewhere like Chinatown. Chinatown is a part of Chicago, people. <laughs> a lot of people don't think it's, you don't, think it's a don't. You don't hear about no police brutality in Chinatown, do you? Never. Because they consolidated their wealth. Their money flows seven times before it goes outside. They have their own programs, own communities, own organ organizations. Mm-hmm. They deal with stuff in house, and that's because their wealth waif- their wealth has calcified. And what I mean by calcified, they brought all their wealth in one pot,
0: and they're keeping it there.
1: And that's where the power comes in:
0: consolidation. see why chinatown people do not see them struggling at all yeah you
1: don't see no person like that
0: in fact fact, chinese people are actually very good with money it's actually true it's not really a stereotype they're very efficient when it comes to numbers and money
1: like they have this program like and i know several people have heard of this and this is like this is something that they actually do you know um they'll send someone over to take one part of a real estate exam Mm -hmm. they'll send another person over to take another part of it and then another person another person and they will tell them, okay, you're not going to pass it, but I want you to master 1 through 20. And the other person to master 20 through 40. And the, another person will so on and so on and so on. And then all of a sudden now, they come back, understand the entire real estate exam as a people, go and take it. And now you have seven budding real estate agents that can go inside of their neighborhoods mm-hmm. and basically build within. That's called consolidation, you know. That's what they do. That's how you keep wolf in. That's what we as a black people haven't done. And it's not our fault because it's a systemic. Like I published an article uh, a little bit ago that was talking about this problem. And it was actually talking about before you say that the black man ain't shit or I'm not going to fix up a black man because he's going to run off and uh, be with somebody else. You got to realize all the things that they did to the black community to take away the wealth. You got to realize that Section 8 and public assistance was one of them. Uh, it has been well known that the government puts guns inside of the black community so they can come and pillage it in the morning. You got to realize that the crack academic epidemic started with the CIA coming and pushing these drugs and narcotics to the black men to sell just so they can incarcerate them. And so what does that do? Like I said, it breaks up the family. And one of the main things that you can gauge who has wealth is marriage. And I don't know about you, but if I ain't got no black men around, I can't get married unless yeah. you want to marry, you know, another woman want to marry another woman. And uh, if you want to do that, that's your thing. But when we talking about building wealth, wealth is legacy. Right. Legacy is family. So it's all these things that little legs that correlate together and cause us to be in the position we're in, but we take so much of an individualistic type of standpoint that we think is you, Deron, right? Is you, JoJo. You you just ain't get up and got your shit together. Well, since the age of five, JoJo has been conditioned to go to prison from the school to prison pipeline. Fuck that when Jaden Smith figured that shit out. Yeah, and well, how old is Jaden Smith? Jaden Smith is like that.
0: Under but
1: see I'll tell you The reason why James Smith can figure it out Because it takes A certain level of comfort And security And if you Will Smith And Jada Figgins Smith's son mm-hmm. You got a little security I mean right. they make making Major dough But when you have a person That cannot worry about If they're going to eat tomorrow Right uh, Not worrying about If the light bill Going to get paid Or if the landlord Going to come start tripping Then you have a person That could ...come out of themselves as far as worrying about their finances and actually look at the spiritual and the social side of life. And so you have the learning process speed up. So you have somebody like a Jaden Smith that's basically a baby that can come and understand what's going on. Matter of fact, us as black people, if we were in a different state as far as wealth-wise, we will be able to figure out more problems... But you can't sit down and figure out Them problems as a people Because you're trying to figure out How I'm going to get this $800 to pay the rent That's some good shit man I know man Just stop
0: drinking <laughs> That's a good, Hey man I got a higher alcohol tolerance yeah. you, but but that's, see, that,
1: that's That's what you're trying to figure out You're trying to figure out how to pay the rent yes. You're trying to figure out Why do I feel As if I'm Wealthy or middle class But um, I'm upside down in my house I have $50,000 in student loan And my net worth is 15000 Which And brings, these are all Real statistics
0: that I'm giving So that brings me to the interesting thing I was going to say Because you brought up the point of Wealth it cannot be chained Cannot be used individually no. Wealth cannot be acquired individually well, it can be, but, but it's the, not it's in the a way of, hell of a role. No, not in the way <laughs> that I, make it. but not in the way of what I'm saying. Hmm. You're saying, well, it's you know, two people doing it together. No, I'm saying it in a different way. I'm saying wealth cannot be obtained individually through one source of income. Never be. It can never happen that way. So, in my mind, that obviously means you need an alternate source of income. Matter of fact, you need several alternate sources of income. That's the only way you can achieve wealth. Well, first, before that, even the uh, several sources of income. And
1: I kind of think I know what you're alluding to when you say that. The first thing I think we need to do is just break away some misconceptions that kind of mess up everything. One of the first misconceptions is that you, that person that came out of college, or you, that person that's uh, striving to be a singer, a lawyer, a doctor, or whatever your profession, your occupation is, You are not the one that creates the wealth When we talk about 90% of the wealth Being inside of the Caucasian community That Caucasian person that you went to college He's not the special one It was inheritance Which means that his grandmother to his mother To him passed that down See, when you're talking about wealth You're talking about inheritance You're talking about when you get a stepping stone and black people don't have a stepping stone We are the stones We can stepped on yeah. And that's how it's been When you talk about slavery Jim Crow Black Christian codes These were all implemented moves That'll keep you down And it's not about black people Not being smart Because look at Tulsa and Black Wall Street When we built that whole community mm-hmm. In 1921 Had all black owned banks had All black owned businesses Everything was black owned But then you had people that come in and bombed it
0: because you see how much of a threat that was. Yeah. How much of a threat was when African-American people or black people in this regard had that type of resources at their disposal. They actually built a community. They actually had a community where everyone can thrive from. Yeah. And that was a serious
1: threat to the overall game plan. And that should tell you right there, it's not you as a black person meaning that you're like psychologically unfit to manage money or psychologically unfit to build a community. You have so many systemic things that's happening From let's just keep it real, even the government or some type of white supremac type of issue going on that basically sucks out. Like I always use this expression, a leech on your back of your neck and they're sucking the energy which is the currency outside of you. So you have these problems that keep on persisting and one thing we do, it's almost like we turn a blind eye to them. And like I said, you think it's Jojo's fault because he can't get off, off his ass and go get a job. But when you realize only... One out of five every black man in the city of Chicago is unemployed, which means 20% of all black men in the city of Chicago is unemployed. And once you hit 10%, that's economic depression. And we're talking about 20% of black men that's unemployed just in the city of Chicago. So what does that tell you right there? It's not because we're lazy. It's because it's systematically being taken away from us. Through programs and implementations that we can't see or we can always feel. Mm-hmm. But
0: just getting back to your... Because uh, you said...
1: Yes, well, like, what
0: alternate forms of income can be something... Because I'm thinking about something along the lines of investing in stock, owning your own business, um, possibly two jobs, maybe. But see, the one thing that I'll do before I,
1: you know, any of that is said, I will challenge you to say, before you go and get a stock, I would challenge you to realize how are you going to eat tomorrow?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How are you going to pay your quote unquote rent or mortgage tomorrow? You know, it's it's nice. And this is what a a, a, a nice guy, a good guy named Antonio Moore talks, the decadent veil. The decadent veil is basically right now. If I tell you, I'm going to buy some stocks, I'm going to invest in cryptocurrency, and I'm going to get up out the game. But even though I'm saying everything that sounds good, what am I going to eat tomorrow? Do you even have enough money to put your child through childcare? Do you have enough money for you to get to work tomorrow? So a lot of it sounds like well-wishing. A lot of it sounds like uh, I'm going to hope for the best and whatever happens, happens. While all the worst shit is happening to you already. So my thing is you have to stabilize yourself before you can even think about investing in stocks. You know what I'm saying? Before you can think about investing in crypto. So you can't just
0: jump off the... Joe brains will say, hey, do a little studying and invest in stock and
1: I mean you can jump off the into anything and, and you might mess around and win on accident.
0: <laughs> like, right.
1: Like you can mess around and win the game on accident, but trust me, it's gonna be an accident. And a 401k at a job is not gonna help you that much. It's not gonna help you. It's the only thing a 401k is savings. Right. And savings never help. Matter of fact, this is where inheritance comes from. Because inheritance means that, first of all, A house that's passed down from a grandmother to a grandchild or a mother to a child, that is inheritance, that's wealth that triples much quicker than a 401k that has to be built over 30 and 40 years. Okay, so that wealth that you accumulated from your grandmother's house that's probably paid for because she's in that baby boom period and they had a lot of programs and assistance that helped them. If that's given to you, that's an automatic 140 or 240k right there for you as disposable wealth. Yeah. That's what we are talking about wealth. That's when wealth comes in. That's why inheritance is wealth, not a 401k and not a job you are working at, bro. You know what I'm saying? And
0: using that 240k, you can use also to do something else I call acquiring assets. All right? Because you need multiple assets, mm-hmm. and not just and not necessarily have to be in real estate. You can buy like a good friend Raven. Shout out to Raven. You know, he buys stuff like old school comic books and trading cards. All right. And people don't understand, like, why would you waste your money on that? But, like, the old school saying goes, it's like, one day these things are going to be worth a lot of money.
1: That's
0: true. you know a 1986, he has a 1986 Michael Jordan rookie card from Rip, One of the original rookie cards. You could go on eBay right now or go on Google search and find out how much that works. I promise you. I think it's about what two, four
1: hundred. I know thousand. it's worth a lot of money. It's worth like four hundred it grand. It's a lot of money
0: for one rookie card.
1: And Th- that's
0: wealth. That's acquiring assets. What do you think that
1: um, that's called? What type of income is that called? Uh, I believe that's called. That's not equity. Nah. No. Um. That's passive. That's passive, passive income. Component. Passive income. Explain that to me. Explain that to people. So basically, you got two types of income. You got active income. Active income is what most of us do. That means go to work every day. 9 to 5, 8 to 6, first, second, third shift, whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. That's when you're trading time for money. You're literally trading your time for their money. Mm-hmm. Passive income is when you're able to set up a entity, set up a business, or set up an item such as a comic book. Let it accumulate, let it appreciate, and be able to sell the benefits or reap the benefits of a business not on an everyday schedule, but maybe once a week, once a month. And you have done little leg work to keep it going, but did all the upfront work. That's what you call passive. And what you should do as people, if you're going that route, you should always strive for passive income. Active income should be one third of the money that you're bringing in. Yeah. So I hate to tell everybody this and, and the only reason why I tell you this because I love y'all. If you have a job, I don't care if you're making fifty, sixty, eighty, or a hundred thousand dollars, and the only income you get is from that job. You are messing up royally. Yeah. Because you are so dependent on that one source of income that nothing can come in the way of that one source of income. Yeah. And do you know how much psychological stress that puts on you? Yes. Trust me. I it's all connected. I'm going through it. But if that's what if that's one third of your income mm-hmm. and you have passive income, let's say a business that could be passive, like a, uh, a ATM business could be a passive income where once a week you go in and fill your ATMs up. And then you basically take a percentage of the money and then reinvest it, whatever you want to do. That's passive income. Now you work in that eighty ninety hour. Uh, a weak job as a lawyer or a doctor And now you're considered to be high class Because of your occupation mm-hmm. And your and, uh, the amount of money you make That time And that trade for money Is not only going to Economically put you down But it's going to psychologically and health wise put you down mm-hmm. So wealth and health Are correlating together So you can't have good wealth If you have no health And trust me if you're working 80-90 hours Doing active Mm-hmm. Active income, at some point, it's going to catch up with you. Yeah,
0: me Appreciate. It.
1: You got to work smarter, not harder, people. And uh, this is not Dante preaching to you. This is this is for you to understand that it. This is a game out here. Like this is nothing but a chess game. And a lot of times, we think we're winning because we look in our bank accounts and see money. You may see one, two, three. You may see forty thousand dollars. But I dare most African Americans to do that. I even dare myself. Just look at all of the things that you owe, all the credit card bills, the student loans, the car payments. If you have a house, it's not an asset if you're paying a mortgage on it. It's a liability at that point because you haven't flipped it or sold it. Add up all of those things. And if any black person, most, some but not all, because we don't speak in general, we don't don't do generality, so some but not all. If you can come back and tell me you have a positive net worth meaning that you got more you own more money than you owe i would give you everything in my bank account right now i really would because the statistics show that black people most have negative net worth and the medium and this was five years ago for an african-american family was only 1500 and that's without the car of the family so you take that away. We're, we're talking about three dollars. And I know this just sound crazy, but these are the actual statistics that African-Americans is acting like they don't see. But you don't have wealth. You, you barely have money. You barely have capital. So one of the bigger things that you need to do with this wealth game, instead of trying to get some type of scheme or some type of job, realize where you actually are. Mm-hmm. where are you like don't tell me because you got an apartment in a in a nice car that you're doing well because if i look into your credit score and i see you have a 430 and i see that uh your car is an 800 hundred uh, dollar car loan with the insurance and your rent is nine, well let's say like 8 to 1200 and you're only making 3200 you're upside down on your life already even though you're giving off the appearance that you're doing well so first we got to be real with ourselves be real with me. Just be real. Do yeah. you have money? Are you off?
0: Are you well off? Right. Are you off? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got to be real first before you do anything. So now I got a question to ask you. I feel like we're doing an interview for some weird ass reason. Right? It,
1: it feels like it, but hey, oh, man, you know we I mean? just, we just
0: letting it flow. Right? Letting it flow, let it flow right that's this. fine. Cause fine. I'm asking all the questions. Yeah. and You know, that's fine. But you recently got into, I don't know, you know, all your trade tips away. Mm-hmm. But you recently okay. got into the um the department of flipping houses, if you I
1: wouldn't call them necessarily
0: flip? flipping houses, but yeah, I, I can I can rock with you. Okay. <laughs> so you got into the department of getting a house without having to pay a mortgage. That's mm-hmm. the safe way to say that. You just gonna give all my trade secrets away. I'm not giving
1: you the trade secrets away. That's up to you to do that. Nah, I'd do it because, like I said, man, it's the black family. I love my black family. And one thing I want y'all to do is... I want y'all to, I don't want you to do better. I want you to know it's a better way. That's what I want you to know. So, I guess you want me to tell them something like that. Don't do hear
0: the floor's yours. You tell them, man.
1: Okay. I'm just going to shout this. <laughs> so, listen. I'm um, this Everybody who knows me knows me knows that... uh. I feel it's downright silly to either pay rent or pay a mortgage. And this is why. There are so many ways that you can own a home without rent or mortgage that it's simply your choice if you want to pay a mortgage or a rent thing. It's literally your choice. Mm -hmm. Now, I have two properties right now. I have literally two properties right now. And, uh, you know, some people, I was, I was dating a girl, and uh, I told her, I was like, yeah, I go to school, I have two properties, and I have two businesses. And she said, okay, where you stay? I said, I stay with my family. And she was like, you stay with your family? You, I thought you got two,
0: don't she you thought She thought you looked at you like you was crazy. Yeah,
1: she looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, yeah, I stay with my family.
0: Right.
1: And she was like, why you stay with your family if you got two homes? And I tried to explain to her, listen... The reason why I stay with my family is because the house that I'm staying with with my family is ours because we were smart enough to be able to set it up Mm -hmm. where we could have no rent, no mortgage, pay it off, keep it as a literal asset Mm -hmm. and be able to, when it's time for my family to pass, my grandmothers, my mothers to pass, we're able to keep it inside of the family and start what we call inheritance. Yes. And that's the thing. A lot of us are under the impression that uh, you have to run away from home. But we are the only race of people that feel you got to get away from your house in order to, quote unquote, be grown. But a lot of these cultures think that you
0: basically can live there. That's also up in your house. Now, that's how, now. also did you just say that, you know, people have to say that you have to. When you get to a certain age You break away from home And that, this is no. something That I also have to encourage Parents to understand This concept You can't put a time frame On your children leaving home Because they have no idea What it's like In the, in the real world system anyway They don't know how to Accumulate that type of money And if, as a matter of fact Keeping them home as long, long enough for them to learn how to budget how to create a financial system of wealth and income for themselves outside of just a normal active active income mm. is actually more beneficial to them in the long run so maybe maybe this is a little concept of not forcing them out or <clears throat> them, not trying to make them contribute to the home right cuz that's always cuz that seems to be always
1: uh, you, a mindset you do have that invisible uh, just tension of once you hit 18 or whatever age that they give that it's time to get out. But you got to realize the black plight means that most of the fathers in the home are not there in order to teach the child, teach the, either either the uh, son or the daughter mm-hmm. how to function as far as financially and keep integrity and confidence for you to go out in the real world, create your own economy And be able to flourish by yourself or be self-sufficient. So you're forcing that child out and you're not realizing that you didn't give that child the tools in order to make it. But, but you feel that this is the right thing to do because you've been socially programmed to feel that to kick your child out and to separate all the resources out your house because your child is a resource. If he can bring or she can bring resources in your house, you felt that was the right thing to do. Where did you learn that from? Who taught you that? Because these other races, like I was just talking about yeah. The uh, Spanish races The Mexican races you can, we, It's always a joke about it, it can be about 12, 14 Mexicans in one mm-hmm. house Well they've really Consolidated all of their money Into that one house And they're able to own that house And actually send money back to where they live And you go to Mexico and you check out Somebody that's doing your landscaping And they got a house with a pool in it And they got a nice home right there That's because they don't have that concept of separation They had a concept of we're together We're going to build together And nobody can stop this unit But we don't have that We've been bred into a systematic divisiveness We've been brainwashed into that system of Mm -hmm. divisiveness And I want y'all to understand Like This is more for black women And this is the reason why I say it Like I said, black women are the most powerful people on earth. Wherever you all go is where we'll go. Mm -hmm. If you say point that direction, we point that direction. If you walk, we follow them. If you want this, we gonna get it. So if you want a man that's independent on his own and has his own house, own car, or whatever you feel comfortable that signals stability, that's what he's gonna strive for. But I want you to realize when you're striving for that, You're literally breaking away what could be a wealth-building situation for him if he were to stay home, build with his family so they can pay off that house. They can pay off those cars. So if y'all ever get married, it could be an inheritance situation now. See, you're kind of... You're thinking you're doing the right thing because it looks good to tell a man to get his shit together and get on Mm -hmm. his own. But what you're doing is actually causing more of the same problem, which is causing wealth to not be able to be accumulated.
0: And that's the, and that's the overall moral point of the game. Yeah, that's You the want the family in general to accumulate as much wealth as possible. Because in the end of the day, ain't nobody trying to be working forever. And to tell you how bad this is,
1: they estimated in 2050 that the overall average household... The income for the average African-American household is going to be zero. Zero. So if we're doing so well, if we're balling so hard, if there's more African-American women in college than any other demographic, then why is the family income going down by the year? What? Why?
0: Why? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Um... You okay, man? Going through a situation, man.
0: This is some good ass shit, man. All right. Man. This is. Man! <laughs> this is some good shit! Keep, you want some? I don't want none. I you want some? Look, you had a shot earlier. I'm sorry. I don't This want is some good. This is probably one of the best investments I've ever made. Okay. Man. This is called. I wish this would generate me some wealth. Don't
1: make this investment, people. <laughs> I wish this would generate me some wealth well. <laughs> in
0: that one. I wish. But well, this is some good shit. Yeah. Woman makes. Okay. It'll take a second. So I've been sipping throughout this episode this stuff called twenty grand gold. It is an infusion of vodka and cognac. Most of us are like, "What? Vodka and cognac?" Let me tell y'all something. This shit here, this shit here, will add a little extra swagger to your step. I'm telling you right now. That's off of one side. Mm-hmm. And I've been sipping on this shit for a good, pretty much this entire episode. And he man, is. you people, like, oh, he's that means he's drunk. I'm not drunk. I mean, I'm feeling good, but I'm not drunk. He's but this is drunk. some good. This is some good shit. <laughs> I strongly recommend that if you're going out to celebrate, your. Accumulation of wealth. Don't tell Uh, them what the name brand is. Maybe you get a sponsor or something. show them. 20 grand gold. You (laughs) can't see it. Right there. 20 grand gold. Mm -hmm. Vodka infused with you. This is is beautiful. It's one of the best things i ever stumbled upon in my entire life. It actually is delicious. Delicious. Don't make an investment. Good. If they got a stock, I'm going to invest the fuck out of that stock because... Damn, on, man, let's good. let's let's get uh, back
1: on because we trying to yeah. help the people. We ain't trying to drink the people I am <laughs> helping. I'm helping them yeah, let's help help myself too. Them yeah, we got
0: we got time. We got, we got a good amount of time. Go oh shit. Go
1: ahead. y'all good, huh? no, sure. Go no, I was saying LeVar denies leaking zone injury. Yeah, he He's a good. liar. Whatever. He should. Alright, we're back on top. So Wait, that, that's a whole other story. It's something that I do want to uh, say. There, there's a myth called the middle class, black middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no such thing as black middle class. Um, and this, this is because of, uh, basically, they did a study with the last Census Bureau. Because in order to have black middle class, you have to have an accumulation of $100,000 inside of your home. And there's less than 5% of the African-American community. And I'm talking about the Puffies and the Oprahs and your black butt that don't have more than $5,000 accumulated. You ain't rich, So trust me, when we talk about middle class... We're not middle class. And this is only according to statistics. I, I, I speak in nothing but statistics. So even though I'm telling you this and I'm giving a little flair to it, this is all purely statistics. You can look this up. You can go to the data systems. You can go to U.S. Census. This is true. So the black, black state is not a middle class state. It's what you call a working poor state. Because the only thing we're doing, we're working in order to survive. Matter of fact, if you lose your job right now You might be able to support yourself for maybe a month This is the average black household But the average Caucasian white, whole, white household According to statistics Can support itself for a year That's statistically speaking So when you talk about Wealth You don't even have Middle class income So you have to realize where you at To know where you can get Okay I got a solution to this, man. And I've been kicking this around for a long time. I've been telling all my bros, my bros, shout out to the, to my uh, widows, widow sons, my people under the craft. I've been telling this and we kick this around all the time. Sorry. If you really want to get ahead in this system, you know what you need to do? You know what you need to do right now? What do I need to do? You know what we need to do? What we need to do? It's one word. Sorry, Barter. Uh-uh. i sorry. Barter. Barter. Barter The bartering system The bartering system Okay. And the reason why you need the barter Is because you think you need money And I know you think you need money But you don't need money You need what money Buys yes. You need what money buys You don't need the money You just need the money in order to get that car Right. You don't need the money You need the money to purchase that house So when I talk about the bartering system I'm going to give you a prime example say if me and steve and we got another friend let's call him jake me and jake said we're gonna go into a bartering thing so i'm gonna give you some of mine you're gonna give me some of yours he's gonna give me some of this okay so i own real estate i own 10 properties they're all condominiums you own a car dealership Mm -hmm. jake owns a grocery store so right there you have took all of your three necessities, shelter, food, Transport. and transportation. That's basically what we spend the bulk of our money on. When we go on a date, it's <laughs> three things you want. Right. You want to be able to eat well. You want to be able to go somewhere in a car or at your leisure. And also you want to be able to come home and have a roof over your head, right? right. That's, what, that's, that's a date right there. So if we all own all of these resources, why are we spending money now? Because I can tell Jake, I can say, Jake, listen, I got a condominium for $15,000, $20,000. You give me $15,000, $20,000 worth of your food per year. And actually that's about the amount that a family eats in a year, as far as, you know, just statistically speaking. Fifteen to $25,000 worth of food. That's what we eat. So Jake gives me $25,000 worth of food per year to eat. You know, when we go to the grocery stores. I give him a condominium Steve owns a car lot Steve needs a place to stay Mm-hmm. Average car Nice car Is between what What would you say About 20000 uh, dollars About 30000 Yeah 35000 Steve has 25000 dollars 35000 Commodities Without rebates I own Condos I can surely put Steve In a condo For twenty-five dollars 35000 mm-hmm. dollars Steve's gonna give me a car I gave Steve a condo now we have this triangle of people that in the three biggest things we spend the most money on rent car and food we are now spending no money on these big purchase items because we have now went into the barter system now let's say how we build an economy now with a car you need mechanics steve has a car lot Now Steve has opened up an economy Because now he can hire people to be mechanics You need people to clean up, don't you? Yes, we do Steve has now started his own economy When you're dealing with real estate You need property managers You need landscapers You need fixer people So now, out of these three people And don't get me started with a a grocery store You need workers, you need everybody Inventory specialists, stock people, everybody You have just started your own economy By using these three people And you have not spent any money now, of course, you need a little money for utilities and stuff like that, but all that big ticket item stuff, you have now solved the million dollar problem, food, transportation and shelter, and it can work with occupations. You're a lawyer, I'm a doctor. You need something, I give it to you. If I need legal advice, you give it to me. This is all the bartering system, people. This is what our ancient ancestors did before we talked about currency. Because what you call the dollar, the dollar is a new new thing. It's called a fiat currency. And all fiat currencies go up and they will come down. And trust me, with this blockchain, aka cryptocurrency, Mm -hmm. it's going to go down. It's
0: going, <laughs> it's, down. it's going down now. It's going to go down. If you haven't invested in the. Look how successfully rich people got invested in Bitcoin. Bitcoin, about six, seven years ago, was minuscule. Now, if you're cashing and you own them whole Bitcoin, you're a millionaire. You know, uh,
1: 50 Cent, when he made his, uh, one of his albums, he told them, uh, actually, he didn't tell them. They said, listen, we're not going to pay you, but we're going to give you 750 Bitcoins. Right. And those seven hundred and fifty bitcoins turned into millions of dollars. So the blockchain, Bitcoin, right. cryptocurrency, it's real.
0: You notice he ain't got a rap no more? No, nah, he just make horrible television. Horrible <laughs> oh.
1: Step Star, step step power. But you know that uh, what was that stuff called? Uh, fifty Central? That was a show. Y'all know Fifty Central was garbage. Like That's sure. Fifty, I don't Cent- know. I 50 know that Central was garbage. I don't But listen, if you do the bartering system Matter of fact, it ain't got to be nothing big You got a girlfriend that do hair You do taxes (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Baby, I'll do your taxes if you do my hair It can be that simple It can be between friendships Like use your side hustle to benefit Shit Exactly That's what you do Use your side hustles to benefit I'm skilled in a lot of things I don't even know too many things that I'm not skilled in To be quite honest And I hate to brag like that So if you know me it's okay to use me as a resource I write contracts I write articles I can landscape I'm a personal trainer you know it's, it's so many things that That's I annoying. can do so uh, certified personal trainer under NASA so it's so many things that I can do yes certified you want to see I can
0: he also annoy us also good oh we are damn Well, I I guess that's the end of of our show. show. Because, yeah, that was random. So, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes another episode of The Brothers Podcast. We hope that you have learned something this evening. Back again next week. with Another interesting topic for you all. Remember, we're here to help to strive and to power. I am CDP. I am Dante Chase Bridges. And we will holler at y'all next week. Deuces. Peace.